ready to go? We are. Part we are eight. Here, part eight. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's good to see each and every one of you. Uh, well, I guess hopefully it's good for you to see us. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Or to hear us. Yeah, I doubt that very soon. And, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're glad to be back here with you. And uh, continuing on in our series, um, The Life of Christ. And so if you've been following along with us uh, up until this point, uh, we're, as you said, in part eight. Mm -hmm. Part eight. And so I'm uh, just looking forward to today. We're, uh, we're in the third year now of his ministry. Of his ministry. Winding down. That's right. And how appropriate is that with Easter right around the corner? Yeah, we hope, hopefully we can get him... You know, in the grave before Easter and get him out of the grave on Easter morning and get that, if we can just get that time right, you know. There's no guarantee of that, but if we just get that time right, you know. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Two more weeks. Two more, more weeks. A couple more weeks, yeah. You know, brother, Jesus' ministry was in full bloom by his third year. Yeah. Uh, but along the way, he's ruffled a lot of feathers. Mm -hmm. uh, his ministry, uh, the ministry of the Word and, and healing the sick and the afflicted, uh, he was doing all this for nothing. And it was uh, cutting into the Jewish religious leaders' authority and, to some extent, their pocketbook. Which is <laughs> about par for the course, right? That's right. Uh, they, they could not do the things he was doing. And the people were following Jesus and not the Jewish leaders. And they didn't set too well with them. Wait. So people were becoming independent of the proclaimed leaders to follow after Jesus and because they weren't getting their share they were whining and griping about it and causing trouble. Well, doesn't that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. Amen to that. Now the Pharisees were becoming more and more envious and we know that even from the scriptures they tell us that, that envy, envy leads to jealousy and then jealousy leads to slander and eventually, murder. Well, brother, all slander is really is verbal murder. Yep. It's verbally committing murder. Well, it sure is, isn't it? You know. Uh, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, we see where Jesus called his 12 apostles and that he gave them power against unclean spirits and to heal all manner of sicknesses and disease. Mm. He commissions them to preach the gospel to the house of Israel first and then to the Gentiles. Uh, and he was to preach that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. It still is. That's right. They are to use their newly given gifts to gather a crowd. And then once the crowd was gathered, they were to preach to them the message of repentance and salvation. Of course, many of the Jews rejected Jesus, his disciples, and his message. And Jesus warns them of the consequences. Mm -hmm. A little further down there in Matthew chapter 10. Now, brother, I got a job for you. Okay. Uh, let me give you the details. Lay it on me. All right. You are to serve uh, their those you come in contact with. You're supposed to serve those you come in contact with by telling them first uh, that they are sinners. Now that's going to go over good, mm -hmm. and that they need to repent because of their future depends on it. Now, don't take no money with you. 
Uh, and you, because you'll have to depend on those that you are ministering to, those same people you're telling are sinners, and they repent, you have to depend on those guys to support you. Hmm. So, they're going to they're gonna have to furnish your food and your shelter and whatever that you need. So what, what's the yearly income on that? Well, you see, the thing of it is, you're going to be working for free. <laughs> actually uh, you'll be sent forth as sheep into the midst of wolves in plain words uh, many folk are going to want to kill you well that doesn't bother me so much because of course I can carry if I got the right permit well you're going to have to rely on prayer and your wits instead of your peace on your hip <laughs> I'm never worried about P-E-A-C not P-I-C <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> Uh, and you'll have to beware of all men. You'll have to watch your back because they'll be delivering you up to councils, uh, and they're going to be publicly—they're going to publicly whip you regularly. Well, I don't know if I got anything to do with it. Well, you know, you're not going to have a lot to do with that hmm. because in order to keep his job, you're going to have to let them do that without resisting. Hmm. Now, they're also going to bring you before government officials, even kings. Because of the message that you're going to be preaching. Well, nah, sounds like just now is as good a time as any to start prepping my own defense or finding a really good class action lawyer. Well, the thing of it is, see, when you're delivered, you don't get to prepare any defense. Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to say and when you need to say it. And by the way, the message that you're going to be preaching is going to turn brother against brother and father against your children. And people are going to die because of your message. And you are to continue preaching anyway. Well, shouldn't I just share something else? Well, no. And by the way, you're going to be absolutely hated by all men because of me but you're going to have to endure to the end anyway well, what did I do? I didn't do a thing sounds like they're mad at you not me well that's not going to make much difference because you see most cities will try to persecute you but don't resist just turn around and run to another one go somewhere else now brother isn't that exciting well yeah sounds, sounds great I mean <laughs> The salvation part sounds wonderful, but uh, the rest of the details. Uh, well, I bet you can't wait to start, can you? Right? Yeah. You know, brother, I hear Tarsus is great this time of year. Uh, I think there's a boat leaving tonight, so I'll get back with you on that. Yeah, you know, we said we should look at this brother and we make fun of it. But that's exactly what Jesus told his disciples they'd have to be doing, what they have to face. Mm -hmm. And they stuck by the stuff. Yeah, they did. You know. Yeah, they did. In chapter 11, we see where Jesus started preaching in the cities of his disciples. Mm -hmm. Now, my mom always told me that charity begins at home. Uh, but remember, Jesus also said that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So apparently, Jesus uh, sent his disciples one way, and he must have went to the uh, disciples' cities to preach. Uh, unfortunately, the cities wouldn't repent. Now, even though Jesus did mighty works in them uh, they rejected Christ so Jesus started to get on to them about it 
He mentions a few of those cities in chapter 11. There was Cherosen and Bethsaida and Capernaum, just to mention a few. Uh, during this present period, uh, Jesus miraculously uh, fed over 5,000 people with, with five loaves and, and a couple of fishes. And we find him walking on water to reach the disciples who were out in the boat in the Sea of Galilee. But it seemed like the more miracles Jesus did, and, that, and the more that people followed him, the more the people sought after him, the more envious the Pharisees became, and the more persecution Jesus had uh, to suffer because of them. Now, Jesus continued performing many miracles. In fact, what's the Bible say about it? All the miracles. Have John, John said if, uh, if we were to record all that Jesus did, and many more works did Jesus do, but he said that if we were to write it all, there wouldn't be enough ink, there wouldn't be enough paper, and there wouldn't be enough storage. Amen. Well, Jesus continued performing these many miracles, and, he, and they go to to Tyre and Sidon where he healed the daughter of a Syrophoenician woman even though she was a Gentile man I'm so glad that you know Jesus made salvation available to all including us Gentiles amen then he goes back to the Sea of Galilee area and he continues to heal the lame the blind the dumb the maimed and many others and it was here that he performed the miracle of feeding of the 4,000 with the seven loaves and a few fishes you know you probably would think that the disciples would think seven loaves for 4,000 and he did over 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes so surely they thought this this is doable yeah they thought that would have been a piece of cake after the first one you That's know great. I guess it was such an amazing feat that they just really couldn't get over it you know maybe they didn't believe it the first time yeah <laughs> they were seeing things yeah they said well maybe it wasn't what they seemed you know maybe I was dreaming or something you know uh, but indeed it did happen he departed to Magda and, and trouble just simply followed him. And we find that the Pharisees and the scribes and the people there uh, tried to find some sign from heaven that Jesus was who he said he was. Well, good night, brother. How many signs do they need? You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't give them more signs than New York has stoplights. Ain't that the truth? My daddy would say Carter has liver pills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was during this period that the twelve finally realized for sure that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, as proclaimed by Peter in first uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16. Jesus reveals to his twelve disciples that the church would be built on himself and that he was turning over the keys of the kingdom of heaven to them. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you mean Peter wasn't the first pope and foundation of the church that's right brother this group of 12 disciples were actually the first church they were the first called out of assembly you know jesus was the founder and the foundation amen chief cornerstone yeah so they, they they were the first church and and they would you know at the day of pentecost they would receive the power of the holy ghost uh to do these things after jesus was resurrected he shares with them that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things uh, at the hand of the priests and scribes and the elders and that he would be killed but he would be raised again the third day. And Matthew chapter 17 uh, finds Jesus taking Peter, James, and John uh, and going to the top of the mount of what we call the Mount of Transfiguration 
where Jesus was transfigured before it. Boy, I bet that was a scary sight, don't you? Man, this place hainted, right? Well, then Moses and Elijah appeared to them there. And, and what well, Peter, Peter, he was convinced he didn't want to leave. Well, he, he wanted to build a shrine to all three of them and just stay up there. He was going to stay up there, exactly right, which would have done anybody no good. <laughs> oh, Peter, he was thinking about himself, you know. So it was here in Matthew 17, 5, that God once again spoke out of heaven, uh, giving testimony that Jesus was indeed his beloved son and who we well pleased. You see, Peter was starting to, starting to try his, his own church. He was wanting to start his own church on the mountaintop, and God said, Peter, shut up and do Just do what you said. Just do what I tell you to do. I, I, I imagine that God just shakes his head at me the same way sometimes. <laughs> Just, Doug, why do I bother? You know? <laughs> I think we can all say that. Yeah, probably so. You know, I guess uh, old, the old Apostle Peter is probably the guy that's, that I probably mostly identify with in the, in the scriptures. I won't say it. I would like to say, I won't it, was, say it. I'll be nice. I would like to say it was Paul, but it would, what, it would be Peter. <laughs> you know, in Matthew 17, 9, Jesus gave them a, a look at his future and instructed them not to reveal what they had saw in the vision that God gave them on the mountain until such time that uh, Jesus was risen from the dead. Uh, Mark 9 10 reveals that they they really didn't even understand what Jesus was even talking about, you know. Uh, Jesus answers the disciples' questions about Elias at, about this time, uh, who was to come before the Messiah. And Jesus revealed that Elias had already come in the person of John the Baptist. And you know, brother, some people, they, they hold to the fact that this was Elijah reborn, you know, so that uh, he would then know death or wh whatever the reason might be. But uh, I kind of feel like it was more of a, and we, we talked about this earlier, more of like a, an imparting of the blessing, kind of like Elisha got, but maybe just a little bit more. And it definitely meant and spoke toward his character. It, it, it spoke toward his mannerisms that you, you'd be able to set these two aside and say, huh. Yeah, okay, I see it. Because, think about it. What is John described as? The voice of one crying in the, the wilderness. Borders, that's right. And, now mind you, it might have been a different cry, but we know Elisha, because little Jezebel, ran out into the wilderness and cried unto God, wanting to know, you know, Lord, I'm the only I'm one. I'm the only one. But, then he come crying back from the wilderness to Jezebel, and all those prophets of Baal, and God gave the victory. Well, here we see the voice of one, the, in the spirit and the power of Elijah, crying in the wilderness, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, you know, that, oh, Elijah's pretty, pretty shallow to be such a, 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 such a magnificent prophet, you know. <laughs> I'm the only one, you know. Surely I'm the only yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Lord. Yeah, God's probably saying, really, Elijah, you think you're the only one, do you? Sometimes we feel that way. Yeah, but Sometimes we get into pity parties and go, Lord, yeah. and don't nobody love you like I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, among them, when they come back down off the mountain, you know, among those folks who were waiting for him was a man and a son that was demon-possessed. Well, the son was demon-possessed, and, and the man had brought his son there to, to try to get somebody to help him, try to get the disciples to help him. Apparently, the disciples' brother... While, while Peter, James, and John, and, and Jesus was on the mountain, uh, the, the rest of the disciples were apparently below the, on, below the mountain healing uh, folks in the, in the crowd, but this was one that they couldn't 
couldn't couldn't do. They could this devil wouldn't wouldn't obey him. You know, all you gotta do is just quote the name of Jesus and the disciples will flee. Well, it didn't work for these guys, you know. Uh, and so they tried to cast this demon out without any success. And uh, Jesus, he comes back down off the mountain. He rebukes the devil, and the child's cured like right now, you know. Kind of like Jesus came down and was like, if you want something done right, you know? <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus upbraids uh, the disciples for their unbelief here, saying uh, that if they had the faith of a grain of mustard, see, at the time it was probably the the smallest known seed at the time. Of course, we uh, there's smaller seeds now we know, but back then it was smallest seed that they knew at the time. Uh, and they said, if you had that kind of a faith, just that smallest inkling of faith, that you could say this mountain, remove to yonder place, and, and it would be moved. <laughs> and with just a little faith, nothing would be impossible to them. Brother, can you imagine the slap in the face that this was? Oh yeah. I mean, they probably—I guarantee that they were puffed up enough to think that their maybe their their faith was about the size of their fist. You know, like you know, I've got heart, I've got faith, and Jesus said it ain't as big as the end of your little fingernail. It was not even that. It was a small and, seed. It's small. Uh, you know. Uh, not, not, not only that, you know. I guess I had a thought and lost it, but not, not only that. Uh, these, these disciples, um, they may be getting a little big-headed at the time, you know. Talking. You know, and and what you said there is is uh, about them. Uh, Jesus need to take them down a notch is is probably true because you know, probably with every person that was healed because of of what they said what they've done they get and start saying well man you know i'm all right shortly after this this instance brother they were arguing who would be greater that's what i was trying to think exactly right so we we know that's probably possible at this particular point that they think it was somebody jesus said it here yeah (laughs) (laughs) jesus put them in a place pretty quick Yeah, and what a lesson that is about our own faith, and maybe I should say about the lack thereof of our faith. Well, and we never need to think, never, ever, ever think the Holy Spirit's power is yours and yours alone. That that somehow you, because of your power, the Holy Spirit has power. It's the other way around, folks. Yeah, it's because of the Holy Spirit that we have power. We're just stewards of the power that He gives us. Right. You know, and He gives it. To who he wants and how much he wants. And in, in whatever measure, exactly right. Uh, Jesus reveals his chosen fate to his disciples here. And he, and he speaks of his betrayal, death, and his resurrection. Now they're off to Capernaum where those that received their tribute money from Jesus and the disciples were paid with money uh, miraculously provided through a fish that was caught in the sea. They were instructed to open the fish's mouth and retrieve a piece of money found there to pay the, the temple tax or the tribute. Man, maybe I need to go fishing. <laughs> we, we all go fishing. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. I think that would probably have been a gold coin for all of them. Hey, you know what? That might have been just enough to pay for the Virginia fishing license. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> that the truth? You was, was telling me what you paid for yours. I said, man, last time I bought one was five bucks. Another Bible principle is given here uh, that civil authorities don't have the right to tax religious institutions. 
but since there was a temple tribute, uh, it was best to pay it. So that's what they did. <clears throat> True religion, brother, has always promoted uh, purity and peace and intelligence in the community. Still today, it's the church that promotes order in the community. So every man of that community of faith is, well, probably obligated to support the church. Now from Capernaum, they went to the coast of Judea. And multitudes follow them. And we talked earlier, brother. You know, some of that multitude had witnessed uh, the, re the resurrection of Lazarus. And man, no wonder they followed him, you know. Uh, Jesus uh, healed them there. and mm -hmm. uh, But the Pharisees came. Of course, the good old Pharisees came uh, unto him. And they, they, they started tempting him with questions about marriage and divorce. <clears throat> Can you imagine trying to outthink God? But sometimes we do, though. You know that? Sometimes we do that. It was here we find Jesus' teaching on divorce in response to the questions that the Pharisees asked. And, and then also, a little later, we have the rich young ruler who refused to give up his riches in order to follow Jesus. Well, the Bible says it's easier for a camel to pass the eye of a needle than for a rich man to let go of all of his riches and power in order to follow Christ. You know, uh, Jerry Falwell said one time, he said, if I get a man's pocketbook, I got his heart. <laughs> he, he's pretty much right. Yeah. Uh, he preached the parable of the laborers in the vineyard at this time. Uh, he did that to illustrate the point that in the, his kingdom, sometimes the last will be first and the first will be last. So now we see where Jesus departed Jericho in uh, Matthew twenty twenty nine and and there he finds these two blind men sitting by the wayside crying out for mercy as Jesus passed by. And Jesus, of course, stopped and, and restored their sight to them. Amen. And you know, brother, it's, it's wonderful because today he can and will open the eyes of the spiritually blind if they cry out to him and trust in the power of his salvation. Amen. You know, the Gospel of John records uh, many of Jesus' miracles as well uh, including the restoration of a man's sight uh, near the pool of Siloam and <laughs> and after he did that the Pharisees tried to deny that Jesus had anything to do with it at all <laughs> well they couldn't very well deny it because the man there was a walking breathing seeing testimony amen Jesus gives us the parable of the good shepherd in, in, in John chapter 10 and and we have the raising of Lazarus uh, from the dead, which introduced us to the last few months before his uh, crucifixion. You know, brother, uh, just a side note here about the, the resurrection of Lazarus. Um, you know, the Pharisees was as much after him to kill him as it was Jesus, because this guy was a testimony. There were so many witnesses at that funeral that this guy was a living, breathing testimony that after, uh, after what, three days, I guess, after three days, he come jumping out of that tomb, you know. Man. Man, what? How can you, I mean, how can you, how can you refute, refute that? Yet they, they, the old Pharisees, they tried, you know. They tried. Uh, Jesus gives us the parable of the Good Shepherd, right? And, uh, now, after Lazarus, the Pharisees counseled together with, with others 
to try to put Jesus to death. They, they, they see that there's no other way to stop this guy other than to just kill him. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the truth will set you free, but they didn't want to be set free. No. They wanted everybody dependent on them. Pocketbook. Amen. You see, Power. Mm-hmm. well, they couldn't bear the fact that Jesus was drawing all men to him. Well, he was, he was stealing their spotlight. Here's Jesus first. Before Jesus came, it was, oh, great Pharisees. Oh, great Sadducees. Help us. Help us. And now it's like, later. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus over here. <laughs> yeah. I got somebody over here that can really do things. And you know what? I'm going to pay you. Yeah. It don't cost me nothing. That's right. Yeah. Everybody likes free, right? You know, the Bible says they feared that they would lose their position. Yep. Uh, and, and indeed they would. You know, the dispensation of the law was ending. And, and all men would soon be able to approach the Father through Jesus Christ. And earthly priests would no longer be needed. Men could go directly to God. Uh, sacrifices would, would no longer be needed because the Lamb of God has laid His life down for all men everywhere. I'll tell you what, it's, it's amazing because used to, you know, the year of atonement they would take and they would take the blood of that spotless lamb and they would, uh, you know, the, the, the incense was burnt all around the, the Bema seat and the priest would go in and he would put that lamb's blood on, on, the, on the Bema seat and the Spirit of God would fall. And we talked about this and... Uh, I'm all the more convinced that that smoke screen, yeah. that incense, was so that he didn't die when that happened. Yeah, it was probably for their benefit. It shielded him. Yeah. But Jesus in Hebrews 9, it says that took he he took his own blood and applied it to the beam of seat. Once, paid for the price. You know, brother, that veil that was in between uh, everybody, well, even all the even the priests, other than the other than the uh, high priest mm-hmm. the high priest had to go in they said they had to tie a, a rope around his leg I was somewhat we read that somewhere they had to tie a rope around his leg that got in there and he did something wrong that God going to kill him they had to drag him back out they couldn't go in there and get him you know so they had the bells on the end of the cloak yeah yeah so you hear him moving around yeah the bells yeah. stop moving pull the rope hey hey father are you still kicking around in there yeah. jingle 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 yeah um, and, and, but you know it, it's, it's so it's such a wonderful illustration that only the high priest could come in and buddy he had conditions to get in behind that veil and when Jesus died on the cross that veil in the temple rent from top to bottom and exposed all that to everybody that would come the glory of God man how wonderful how wonderful that was (laughs) you know once was enough what a a wonderful thing for mankind restoration could now be achieved through Christ. He didn't have to have all that other nonsense. Yep, yep. No more endless laws and corrupt religious hierarchy. No, never. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> Jesus is our high priest. Right. And he paid a sin debt for all men. Repent and accept Christ for your payment, and you can be saved from your sins and restored unto the Father. Amen. What a marvelous work Christ has done for us on that cross. Yes. And the religious hierarchy were only concerned with their position. How ludicrous is that, you know? 
No wonder Jesus called them a bunch of snakes. You know? <laughs> Generation of vipers. Generation of vipers. You know. In John eleven fifty four, we see where Jesus goes to the city of Ephraim, and he no longer walks openly before the Pharisees. He he says, you know, he knows his time has has now come, and uh, so he pulls himself away uh, from the Pharisees uh, so that he doesn't hasten his death on the cross as well, uh, as well as well, I guess probably more parables in Luke than he is in any other book of the Bible. Uh, we see here where Jesus healed a, a Gentile woman of her infirmity and also a man of the dropsy. Uh, uh, Luke records that as well. Well, Luke also is full, brother, of the, the parable of the Great Supper, uh, the, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and uh, the prodigal son. Yeah, very, uh, very uh, well-known uh, uh, parable. Oh, yeah. Uh, and really it's in Luke that we uh, find the story of the rich man and Lazarus where uh, we are given a glimpse of Hades through the rich man's eyes. Uh, we have the parable of the ten pounds. Uh, and of course his visit to Zacchaeus, who was chief among, uh, I think somebody said he was chief among sinners, but he was chief, chief among the tax collectors. And by being chief of the, among the tax collectors, he was probably the most hated of all men. But not Jesus. Jesus loved him. And because he was very rich at the average man's expense, after finding Christ, he voluntarily offered to make all his known injustices right by making payment and, and in order to correct those things. In Luke 18, 31 through 34, we see where uh, the time of his crucifixion was near. And he takes his disciples aside and he reveals to them what, that he would be delivered unto the Gentiles and that he would be mocked and spit on and scourged and, and put to death. But You know, brother, the disciples, they didn't understand. No. They didn't understand the things Jesus told them. But, you know, it became so clear to them after his crucifixion. Yeah, the Holy Spirit would reveal that to them, see. Uh, this thing was the start of Passion Week, uh, beginning with his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Sunday of that week. Now, folks, this part here just ends the section of Jesus' earthly ministry. It begins uh, with his death, burial, and resurrection, uh, which is his work on your behalf. And we'll cover this in a few in the next two weeks. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, why don't you just take a few minutes and bow your head right now and speak to the Heavenly Father about the need for your salvation? All sin to come short of the glory of God. And this means that we're all going to receive his wrath for our sins uh, unless we accept Jesus' payment for them and receive God's forgiveness. If you ask God to forgive you and you repent or that you turn from your sin in your own life and Jesus and ask Jesus to save your soul he will surely break that bondage of sin in your life as well. And you can be saved. Won't you do that right now wherever you are? I mean, in whatever country you find yourself at, when you just take a few minutes, simply bow your head, talk to the Lord in prayer, tell Him your need for salvation, accept Christ as your Savior. Ask Him to come into your heart or your inner man, save your soul. And then thank Him for paying your sin debt and saving your old rotten soul. Brother, you have some music for us, don't you? How am I 
bondage, sorrow, and night. Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come into thy freedom, gladness, and light. Jesus, I come to creation for eternity and so thank you so much for joining with us again if you're on uh, Facebook um, be sure to mash that love button hit the share uh, that way we can get out on the airwaves uh, if you are watching via YouTube uh, we ask that you would click the subscribe button if you're wondering how that you can get to our page so here's the neat thing right over here in front of brother Doug you're gonna see our last uh, video that you can click on and right about here, about here, you will see a uh, icon. And if you click on it, it'll take you to our page. We just ask that you hit that subscribe button. And then right next to it, there's a little bell. If you push it, it'll give you notifications when a brand new video drops. There you go. That way you can keep up with us. And uh, if it's your first time, hey, we've got about 60 episodes that you can go back through and, and check out that we've done over the, over the years. Keep you studying for a while. That's right. And so if you're listening to us on Anchor FM, uh, again, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Uh, leave a comment in the lines. We we love to hear from you. This that's how kind of how we got started on people's questions and, and thoughts. If you have a question about the Bible, uh, leave it in the comments or 
you can email us at lbcroundtable at gmail.com. And so thank you so much. Just real quick, real quick announcement, and then we're going to pray okay. and dismiss. But folks, on Anchor, we've hit 1,000 viewers. Amen. And praise the Lord for that in uh, the many different countries. So thank you again to all of our listeners. Um, it, never, whenever we started, did we think that it would. It would. We really didn't. We, we started mm -hmm. this to, for our, our folks. Just for our folks, yeah. And praise God, he's taken it to the uttermost parts of the world. Literally. You know, coast yeah. to coast. Yeah, literally. Coast to coast. And so thank you so much for your appreciated prayers. Um, and I know that we, we lift you all up in prayer. We, we're, we're hoping through this that the lost will come to know Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then our brothers and sisters in Christ in all parts of the world, whether they have the freedoms like we do or whether they don't, that they will be encouraged to continue on for Jesus Christ. Amen. So... With that, we're going to dismiss in a word of prayer. All right. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much for allowing us to uh, share your word, Lord, uh, across the airwaves. It's, it's something that we truly love and desire to do. We love to get into your word. We love the discussion that comes from it. Lord, we love to give uh, the truth. Lord, just uh, unadulterated, straight from God's word. And, and, and Father, I pray... That those that are listening, if they don't know Jesus Christ, that your word would pierce right through their very heart, Lord, and that they would come to you and be saved before it's everlasting too late. Father, for those our listeners, Father, I know that there are some that listen to us in countries uh, where it, it may cost them to listen to us. And Father, uh, we, we thankfully have some freedoms still here uh, where we are, uh, Lord, in other places of the world. But we pray and we lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, Lord, that you give them the strength to continue being that witness and that testimony for Jesus Christ in the lives of those around them. Lord, we thank you so much for all your blessings, Father. None of this would be possible or none of this would have any value if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you next time. All right. Amen.